Hello and welcome to the Happy Humans podcast. I'm Ryan. Today, again, we investigate human behavior, communication in particular, and in some of the most dangerous situations that we might find ourselves in. Well, maybe not you, maybe not me, but definitely our guest, Raymond Roberts, U.S. Army Ranger. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look, I appreciate having you here, but I think before we uh, talk about some of the experiences that you've had in special operations, could you tell us just a little bit about your background, how you got there? Oh, absolutely. Um, actually, uh, well, uh, as soon as I left high school, I uh, went into the Coast Guard Academy. Okay. And from the Coast Guard Academy, the world changed, and I actually um, enlisted in the Army uh, Infantry. From there, I got my officer's commission uh, after an opportunity to go to ranger school. I then got another opportunity later down the road to um, deploy with a special forces uh, battalion. So they said, well, well, we've got something with this guy here. Let's, let's keep promoting him up the ranks. So now, as, you're find yourself, as you find yourself in, in the operations, right, you're working with teams, special forces teams, no doubt you're having to deal with some very dangerous situations. Well, you know, and it what indeed there was always danger, but you know, my time in the military it was more about the danger was my lack of understanding or not being able to read the situation. So, as dangerous as a battlefield situation could have been, um, equally dangerous was me maybe not following instructions. Okay. So, um the danger was not always uh, the the idea of just is there a weapon pointed at you or not. Um, here's a good example. Uh, you might have heard the term. It's always better to be um, five minutes early. If you're not five minutes early, you're not on time. Yeah. Well, in a military situation, if you're told to be there at one o'clock, you might want to not show up early because maybe they were dropping ordnance five minutes before. Mm. So it. I learned very quickly that. Uh, Doing what you're supposed to do or following the instructions literally means that in life or death situations. Yes, yeah, so I would imagine that the the army, and especially in in very important situations like that, there's a culture that you have to adapt to. Now, um, in your work, in and definitely from some of the stories that that I've had the the opportunity to hear you tell, you've been in situations where just very subtle changes in the way people have said things or in some of the nonverbal communication that you and your team have witnessed have been extremely important, life or death. Can, can you give me an example of one of those? Oh, absolutely. So, again, as, as an executive officer, um, we had teams and they would go out. We'd always be um, meeting with locals, uh, interacting with them, and you can, so I believe the one story I was telling you was about um, my commanding officer let me tag along early on. I was the fresh guy, which meant I was basically useless. Um, <laughs> he let me tag along at a meeting. And after the meeting, he asked me, how did I think it went? And I said, oh, I thought it went very well. We, they fed us. They gave us tea. And uh, he said, they're going to try to harm us. And, wow. And... I remember thinking, like, what, how could you get that from they fed us, they, they treated us like guests. Um, and sure enough, we did find out later there was um, actions that they attempted to do to uh, harm us, to hurt us. Um, and that was the beginning of my interest in how do you hear what a person's really saying 
you know, um, I the way I say it today for business, I say, uh, listen to a man's hands, not his words. Mm. That kind of goes along with the concept of it's not what somebody says, but what they do. Their behavior communicates so much more. I want to just sort of step back a little bit because there was something that you mentioned here when you were telling that story that, that really stood out to me. And this is a, a, a question that was asked by a superior officer in that situation, and that was, how do you think that went? Right? Because that, 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 that gives you new insights. Because when you're in a very new situation, something you've never been in before, your intuition hasn't been trained yet to notice those subtleties that are unique to, to that situation. So by asking, how do you think that went, it's a way to kind of piggyback on the experience of somebody else who's been there before you. It's perfect to use. Absolutely. Um, I personally feel that it more encourages engagement and involvement. So had my commanding officer simply told me um, they're going to try to ambush us. Okay. As I told you before, I was an observer. I was a tag along. So... I would not have been directly involved. So anything that I said, I would have had no attachment to. It's just me speaking on something outside of myself, which in today's world, if you think about it, we tend to do very often more and more, speaking on things that we have no direct engagement or involvement in. And, you know, it's easier to say things. By being asked, how do you think that went? I had to go back in the room with myself in it and try to replay scene by scene, what I could pick up. Mm. I did a very bad job, as the story illustrates, but I still had to be involved. So when he then taught me what he saw, it, it was more impactful. Right. Yeah, well, there's two things there. One is you got that insight right away. It, and, and I think that feedback has to happen in the moment to really be effective. And I think that's what you benefited from uh, there. Now, no doubt... As your experience continued to gain and you found yourself in many different situations, you probably started to notice some patterns that uh, you incorporated into your own communication tool set. Is there something that comes to mind right now? So, very often you'd be interacting with people. I mean, let's just think about it. You're visiting their world. You are the outsider. And you don't have to be an officer or an infantry officer to have that experience. At some point in life, you could be the outsider. You're coming in. And someone's expressing to you a point of view um, where you're the enemy. I think our normal immediate reaction is to um, defend ourselves and explain to them how they're wrong. I quickly and luckily was taught that let the person speak. Actually hear them. And a tool that I still use to this day, I tell the person... I hear you, and I actively do work to hear them, but I ended with, if I was you, I'd probably be doing the same exact thing. The idea is, um, by them seeing you on the opposite side of the table, they're expecting you to accept your role on the opposite side of the table. But they need your agreement to be on the other side of the table. That, that rebuttal, that statement is saying, I'm here on your side. You're saying that we knocked over your apple tree. You know what? If that was my apple tree, I'd be mad too. Hmm. 
Where do we go from here? Right. Well, by saying, by putting yourself in their shoes, so to speak, you're you're aligning yourself with them. You're saying, if if I were in your situation, I can imagine X, Y, Z happening. You're saying, I get it. I right. Get it. You're, what you're saying is logical. What you're saying is real. There's 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 validity to what you're saying. That, that's an important skill, I think. Not not just in the army, but in every every not in the family, in the boardroom. Right? Absolutely. And and I, so I guess the follow on is some people might be listening to me say that it's like you're not going to succeed through agreeing with your enemy. So where we would continue is, let's continue with that story. Um, Let's say a gentleman's like, you know, the last soldier who dressed like you knocked down my apple tree and I could not provide for my family. So I want to pay you back the harm that you did to me. So you could say, if I was you, I'd be feeling the same way. But surely you understand. But surely you understand I'm not just going to let you harm me. Mm. So while I understand your point of view, I still have a personal interest in my well-being. What do we do? Mm. What do we do? I think this is so important right now, uh, especially in the U.S., especially in the political environment we have right now, where we have identity politics, where... We, we take a stand on beliefs that uh, identify us as being a member of one group or another, Republican, Democrat, uh, you name it. It almost feels like um, this piece of advice is more needed now than ever before. Absolutely. I remember coming home and being told, thank you for your service, but now you're back in the real world mm. and those skill sets are no longer needed. I'm looking at a world today and I feel that these skill sets are needed more than ever. The, you know, step one, humanizing the other person. I argue that you can't have the hardest of feelings against someone that you know. You, the only way you can hate a person is if you work very hard to never know them. Hmm. So if you take the time to get to know a person, understand their true intentions, from there... You can suspend your judgment and maybe give you an opportunity to speak their language. It's almost if you listen long enough and you ask enough questions, eventually you cut down through the layers and get to a point where you both have a fundamental agreement. You know, if, like, for example, take the, the apple tree situation you mentioned before. Last time, uh, someone dressed like you, a, a U.S. soldier, for example, destroyed my apple tree, couldn't feed my family. I see you, and mm, I want to take it out on you by you saying, well, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, maybe not in those words, but in, in your behavior, by listening, by saying, you know what, I want to provide for my family too. You know, that's important to me. And if someone took that away from me, I would be angry, sort of, uh, recognizing not just the perspective, but the emotion. Validate. Yeah. So I, I believe that we could stand to spend a little more time validating each other. Mm. I, I'm coming back to the political stances. I 
indeed have my own particular stance, and I see the other side. But when I'm truly honest about it, it is their stance is not the stance of the devil, of the demon. Their desires are indeed very human. If the other side's concern, if I'm really honest, it's safety, it's security, or it's freedom. These things in and of themselves don't offend anyone. It's just our perceptions, and more often than not, our articulation or lack of articulation. Very true, very true. So what you're talking about here is a way to de-escalate situations. And anytime you de-escalate a situation, the outcome's always better. Because when you escalate, emotions get involved. Who knows where that can go? In, in, in your case, that could have led to death uh, of somebody else, of, of someone in your team, or, or even of you. But there are times, though, and I would imagine that you experience this too, uh, where somebody intentionally wants to escalate, where a question or a statement is thrown out there to kind of prod you to say something that dehumanizes you. They prod you to say something that makes you identify yourself as being a part of a group that they don't like. Absolutely. And um, so one of my favorite... Um frameworks for engaging that situation, the, the de-escalate. Okay. If someone approaches you and they say, I heard about you salmon shirt guys, you know, you salmon shirt guys yeah. I don't <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And just to be clear, uh, this is on an, an audio podcast, so I'm looking at Ray right now, he's wearing this lovely salmon shirt, dressed quite, quite snazzy <laughs> actually. Uh, I'll probably have a video. The, sh- uh, the shirt's bright enough. I thought you could see it through the mic. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it, it is pretty bright. But you pull it off great. Okay, so so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Yeah. So if a guy comes up and he says, hey, I heard about you salmon shirt guys, and um, I don't like you. Your immediate gut reaction, your intuition is defend yourself because you know yourself and you know you're a good person. What I propose, ask him what he's heard. Or ask this person, what have you heard about salmon shirts? Because based on what you say, I might not like them either. That version. Nice. So if someone comes up and says, well, you salmon shirt guys, you um, take candy from babies. Wow. I don't like those guys either. That version of salmon shirt. And make sure you say that. That version, I don't like them either. We're on the same side. That lets them know, one, you're validating their concern, but two, that's not you. Right. We make arguments that are based on premises. And if, if somebody can get you to agree to a, a, a false premise, in other words, the premise that um, all salmon shirt people believe X, Y, and Z, Right, so if if someone wants to argue about X, right, and then you feel the need to defend Y and Z, you validate it the moment you do that. Right, so it's important to cut down through that. I, I always enjoy talking to you, right? I appreciate that you've spent a little bit of time with us. I, I wish I could take more time because uh, my goal was to keep this podcast to fifteen minutes. We've gone a little bit over, but I think it would probably be valuable for us to talk again in the future. Would you be willing? to come back absolutely well i feel like now that we spend a little bit of time together that they are kind of almost uh, getting close towards being a, a an army ranger 
I would not say that in a public place. No, I wouldn't but... either. I would not. <laughs> and believe me, I'm far from it. But, <laughs> but, but, but thanks for all the, all the work you put in there. And really to everybody who is in a situation with so much responsibility that gives preference to de-escalating, that gives importance to understanding the perspectives of other people and realizes that these, these subtleties of communication are important, not just to, to make us feel more comfortable with the people we're already comfortable with, but to solve real-world problems. I think it's our greatest fight. Oh, 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 oh,